Karen's in my office. And she has just brought me through the journey of her diet history. Yes, a diet history which she believes was at least 13 different diets. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Are you at that place when you look in the mirror and you go, Oh, I don't like what I see. And I don't know what to do about it. I've tried dieting. Do you feel in bondage with food and weight? Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, and this is Life, Love, and Family. was saying, nothing works for me. What is wrong with me? I feel like God has made a mistake. Have you ever felt that way? Really honestly, you look in the mirror. In fact, you, you, you don't really necessarily want to look in the mirror. I've had some clients as a counselor who's specialized in eating and eating disorder type issues. I've had some who have described, I have taught myself not to look neck down. I just look at my face, do what I have to do and move on. I also have had some who have that secret scale underneath their bed. And that scale each morning is slid out from under the bed before anything else happens. Jump on that scale. What does that number say? That's how I'm going to feel about myself this day. If it's a bad day, I might as well just eat. It doesn't matter. The struggle of weight, body image is very real and very real for many. In fact, Our numbers in the U.S., as far as how we measure obesity, well, those numbers continue to go up. And we're looking at it differently than what we looked at it before because we're looking at something called body mass index. Well, it's basically how much fat are you carrying around? And these numbers have grown. And we know now, even with kids, and you really do feel like, I don't know, it feels hopeless. There's nothing new you can tell me, and there's something really wrong with me. That's how we can get to That's the place we can feel that, well, good for them. I'm glad they could lose weight, but it it doesn't work for me. Let's talk about who God designed us to be, how to move towards a place of more peace, and then how to make peace with the body we have so we can get the body we want. (laughs) Okay. Now, hi, I'm Dr. Greg Jantz. I need help doing this today. And that help comes from... Sam's in the studio today. Sam, it's nice to see you. Thank you. This is so important, I think. So when you were talking about Karen and and the words you said sounded so familiar where you'd say, what is wrong with me? It seems almost like this weight thing is more of 
a heart or psychological thing than it is a physical thing. Well, there's always the belief, I have to go on a diet. Now, maybe you grew up in a home, and this is not faulting anyone, but maybe it was a home where you watched one of your parents always on a diet or making comments that they weren't happy with themselves. I can think of several individuals that I've worked with who said, you know, my, my mom was always on a diet, and I, I pretty well learned how to be a, a dieter through her. And I learned a lot about dieting, and I just kind of thought that's what you do. That's what we model is after our parents. So others may have felt so much shame. Maybe you felt like, you know what? I was the chubby one in the family. Mm, mm-hmm. And my, my dad made a comment. You know, you were a chubby little toddler, and you're always going to be a little chubby. And now you're much older, several decades later, and you still feel that same way. So what was imprinted, what was spoken over us, what was said about us, either through those that we lived with or even at school. Kids can be quite cruel and body image issues start very young. So you start to get the message early on, I'm not good enough. And it's so different from what God says about us. Yes. It must be for you as a counselor when someone comes into your office, it's sort of reminding people of this is who you are. This is who your father in heaven says you are. Is that a big part of what you guys do? Yes. And and we've got to come to that place of some kind of reconciliation with my inside and outside. Mm-hmm. And you go, you know what? I feel like who I am on the inside is really different than how I look on the outside. And so that can create a great deal of disconnect, depression, anxiety, social isolation. Maybe it's not the weight. Maybe it's how you feel about yourself and about the weight. Life, Love, and Family, we're looking at this body image struggle that so many of us have, and we have a number for you that represents hope. It is the center, a place of hope. Here you go, 888-771-5166. Some time ago, we did some research on all kinds of different diet programs, and we gathered a lot of data looking at results. And our question was, how many people, or what percentage of people, keep weight off after one year of like doing a diet or doing a certain program. Yeah. After one year, what's the percentage that actually keep the weight off? It's actually two to three percent. Oh my goodness. And one of the areas we looked at, there's a television show, The Biggest Loser. Yes, yeah. So what happens to these people who have had really dramatic weight loss? Yeah. Well, it's about the same number, the drastic uh, weight loss. And then later on, most of these folks are right back to the same place. What does that say to you as a doctor? You know, as I look at this, the question is, what are we missing? And this comes back to that whole thing of how do I see myself? What inside me is regulating choices I make? Now, I have to also say we have to understand medically and have good physician that can look at this medically. Okay, is my thyroid functioning, hormonal levels functioning? What all is going on physically? Do I have digestion issues? Are there food allergies? You know, a lot of is being looked at intestinal flora, probiotics, and what's happening in your gut as it relates to even weight gain. In other words, my metabolism overall is affected by a number of things. So we always want to cover that physical base. After you've looked at that, what else is there? So there's a a greater component almost because so many people don't succeed in keeping the weight off. What is that? It probably comes back to how can I sustain this for the long term? Most people cannot sustain a real rigid diet right. and be wound that tight for that long. And I'm going to give you a personal example. Okay. Years ago, my wife and I decided, oh man, we've, we've got to eat healthy. And I remember, now this is a while ago, but we went in our house and we poured out all the white death. What's white death? 
sugar. <laughs> oh. And we went so extreme. And then it was like, okay, like if you go out to eat with somebody, <laughs> suddenly they're looking at you like, you're, you're just kind of weird. <laughs> and I have to say, we swung a little too far. And you can do that. You can get in the bondage of this food and all the new rules that you know, people don't know or they struggle on how to relate to you. How does it work where you can get your insides to kind of match up with your outsides? What is yeah. that process like? What inside has do you feel like has been damaged or what feels defective? Is it my body image? Is it because when I was 10 years old, I had a sister and my mom said, look at your sister. She looks so good. Why can't you be more like her? You need to lose weight. Mm. That statement damaged your self-image and you've struggled ever since. Yeah. So where was the injury, if you will, Sam? Where was the message that somehow you weren't okay? Were there multiple events? And I, we need to say it today, but was there some significant trauma? Was there emotional abuse where you were constantly belittled and food became your best friend? When you do identify the yes. damage or the damages, what do you do with that? You suddenly increased an awareness. Now I get what happened to me. And you have a choice then. You get really mad and keep eating. Or you can go, okay, I have this awareness. The other choice I may have, I may have to forgive someone. I may have to forgive myself. I've had people tell me, you know, okay, I can forgive. I, that was a long time ago. I understand the effect they had on me. I can forgive them, but I cannot forgive myself for all the wasted time, money, resources. I, I must have been an idiot. I didn't get it. You've got to come to that place where it says, okay, I'm going to let this go for myself too. And thank you. With God's help, I get to start anew. Forgiveness, what does that look like? If it's somebody that I'm struggling with, maybe I'm going to have to come to a place where I'm going to pray for them. I may have to remind myself and write it down on a piece of paper and carry it around. I will not give over my personal power to that person. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got a reminder because you've been doing self-injury by maybe overeating and secretly binge eating. And so do you really want them to have that power over you? Because mm. now it, it's injuring you, not them. That's a big step. That is huge. Yeah. You kind of say it before you mean it even, probably. Yeah, I would say grow so. Grow to mean it. Today on Life, Love, and Family, what do you do when you feel so negative about yourself because you can't lose the weight you want to lose? What if it's not about weight? What if it's a whole other story? That's what we're talking about today. Here's some help for you, too, if you need to reach out and you don't feel like you can do it on your own. The Center, A Place of Hope. Here's the number, 888 Psalms 139 says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. So God knew how you were made. We hear the term, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and that you were constructed ahead of time. Here's what can happen, Sam. Maybe we got down on the wrong road for a while, and uh, we had some things happen to us. We haven't cared for ourselves so well, and we really regret it. And maybe we become angry, as though we have been ostracized by people in society, and you're struggling with not only your own self-image, but how you feel like people are looking at you, and you feel a lot of judgment. That judgment continues you on a cycle of difficult, difficult self-sabotage. So we've got to disconnect some of those old, old wires and understand, well, God made me a certain way. Okay, now I've got to get back to what was his design? What was his design for my physical health, my physical body, the original design? What does it mean? Sam, the Bible says that our bodies are a temple. 
That means, well, they're sacred. There's something we should honor. Do I need to relearn how to honor my body? It's almost tempting, like if you start thinking, my body's a temple, then to grab that as your next religion. Well, now I only do this, I only <laughs> yeah, do this. Yeah. But, but what you're saying is so much bigger than that. And there's, it sounds like there's love attached to it. Yeah. The question is, okay, how do I love the body I have now in order to get the one I want? And you probably noticed, that's why for Karen at the beginning of the program, who did 13 plus diets, mm. the diets didn't work because she still hated herself. Where does someone start? If you realize, wow, I have been doing this wrong and... There's sometimes people who go, I'm going to start tomorrow. You know, tonight I'm going to just eat everything in sight, but I want to start tomorrow. How do you start and really start? One of the ways that we start and really start is, I'm going to go back to baby steps. Take one to two things, and I'm going to really get these down over the next 30 days. So for me, here's what I've done. I go, okay, I am really going, I'm going to keep a log and I'm going to work on water. Most people to, to help prompt weight loss need to do two liters a day depending on your size, it could be even more, but two liters a day, I know that's a lot of water. And so I'm going to work on that every day. I'm going to start getting that down. We also know, and just look at, am I having breakfast? A lot of times when we're struggling with weight, we're skipping breakfast and we're overeating later in the day. Mm-hmm. The question is, how can I keep my blood sugar level more balanced so I feel less craving mm-hmm. and I tend not to overeat? So could it be something as simple as maybe you're going to start with a protein drink, but you're going to start with something small to begin to reintroduce food in the morning. And by that, I don't mean going to a fast food place. Don't reintroduce right. food that way. Right. But I'm going to do something that represents, maybe it's a healthy yogurt or again, something that represents protein. And I'm just going to say I'm going to do that every day and that my water for the next 30 days. And that's it? Maybe that's it. As I really have gotten that down, then I can start adding more the next month. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I also have to go, okay, kind of took me a while to get to the place I am now. I really have to allow some time for this to happen. And it really can. It, and it will. It's always nice. And I do suggest if I'm in a process of losing weight, get a starting point and be careful about that starting point. I mean, your starting point of weight, get an accurate one, but also get a starting point for other vitals. What's your starting point for your blood pressure? What's your starting point for your body mass? And Maybe we need to have somebody help us with these things, but get a starting point so you know where you are. Mm-hmm. And I usually suggest Okay, well, we got to keep track of things. And weighing is important. But if you start getting bondage to the scale and you're weighing in the morning, you're weighing at night, you're stinking weights. I worked with a, a lady who had what, it was a pocket scale. And I don't know, I've really ever seen one since, but it was a travel scale, I think she said, but it's a scale that folded up and fit in kind of a larger size bag or purse. So she would actually take that and go into, you know, she went to a public restroom, open up her scale and weigh herself. Now, was that wow. work, working for? No. Did it kind of like ruin some days? Mm-hmm. It seems like the journey, is, so it's not, it's doing the, these things that you know are healthy, but also changing probably the way you talk to yourself. What do you say to somebody? Like the identity's been all mixed up early on with the wrong message and you're repeating it yeah. and you, you don't like yourself. What do you say to yourself so that you can go forward without condemnation, without that judgment you mentioned? I may have to say to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to take baby steps and I'm going to do this successfully and I'm going to allow the time. That's the biggest. I'm going to allow the time necessary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to take me a couple of years. No, probably not. Right. Right. <laughs> but allow that it's impatience and frustration that can be a real trigger point, which brings us to the next thing to look at. What's my trigger point for eating? We have different trigger points. Do I smell something? You go buy a fast food and you, oh, I smell those French fries. 
And before you know it, you're in the line. So smell a trigger, and that, is that because I'm too hungry? I'm not doing good protein or pacing my day properly? Is it how somebody looks at you? Am I really sensitive and I feel like people are judging me? Is it trigger? I hear my spouse say something, and I get so angry. And it may not be about my weight, but I may get really angry because they're saying something to somebody else or they're treating me in a certain way. So I'm going to go eat. It's an expression of anger. Yes. Because I'm angry, I'm just going to kind of go eat. You might have noticed that's when you really love to chomp through those chips. Usually when, <laughs> usually when you're angry, you, know, you like that hard and crunchy. Oh, wow. And you're just going through it. Oh, wow. And here's a hard question for you. And it's about... If it's not you, what if it's your child or your spouse who's going through something like this and you're watching it? Yeah. Really hard to know how to speak into that without seeming judgmental and, and to do that in a loving way. How do you really help someone who you see who's struggling? I would always begin the conversation with the, with the real true positive. I think maybe it could go like, I love you so much. Is there anything that I can do for you or what would be helpful? You've talked to me about you're not happy with your weight, and I, I love you, but is there anything I can do that would be helpful? So often we don't have these conversations because they're so sensitive. Yeah. And you just sit there and watch a spouse eat, and you see late night eating, and you see some things, and maybe you feel like, well, I've said some things before, but it just caused them to eat more. That so. said, we tend to create change when we feel loved and affirmed. Nothing could help us more than feel like we have value and as we have value, we lose weight. By the way, weight loss can be a real encouraging cycle. It's like, oh, I'm making progress. This is great. It's, it's going to be worth it. But if I get obsessed with it and I'm on the scale three, four times a day and I'm cutting people off, you know, not having relationships and I'm isolating, then that's not the positive way to do it. If you just joined in today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about the struggles we have with weight, with getting so that we love our bodies as we're on the way to the body that we want to have. And there is a book made specifically for this struggle, if that's what you're going through. It's called The Body God Designed, and you can find it on our website at aplaceofhope.com. Only 2% actually keep the weight off for a year or longer. It is close to those numbers, so it's a lower number. And don't we all want to, Sam, be in the 2% percent Yes, club? we do. <laughs> so, Very much. So what do they do differently? I'm going to share a few things. And it may sound kind of silly at first, but let's jump into it. All right. First of all, number one is those who lost weight permanently, in other words, a year or longer, tended not to be on any specific diet. Now, they may be doing some things that reflect the Mediterranean diet and some healthier options, but they're not like in a, in a book trying to follow things really rigid. Mm. So we did not see any real rigid patterns. They did not live with right or wrong, good or bad. So we saw an absence of extremes. When I pulled out and poured out all the sugar in our house years ago, that was, that was probably extreme. Is sugar healthy for us? No. But am I going to never, ever have any? Right. I just celebrated my son's graduation from high school, my oldest son. And is, was there graduation cake? Yes. Thank you. Did I participate? <laughs> yeah. Did it have a smaller piece than maybe a, a lot of others? Sure. <laughs> did, the, did the kids eat a whole bunch more? Yeah. Did I join the celebration? Yes. Because I, I don't eat a lot of sugar. Did it seem pretty sweet? And did I have my fill on a smaller piece? Sure I did. Do I want any today? No, nope, I don't. But I participated in a celebration. 
So there was no rigidity that affected them socially to a degree they wouldn't participate. So keep that in mind. The other is they had simple foundational things they did every day. One of those, you've heard me mention it before, but they, they were good with water and they continued to make sure they were doing good hydration. And then they also tended to have, so you wouldn't see a lot of like soda beverages. Okay. So their choices in, in beverages probably slowly changed. It's like that sugar taste that I had before that I acquired as time went along and I drank more water. It's like, well, I can't really imagine eating or drinking sugar. It changed. It changed. For you. And that's such an interesting journey as we're talking about this weight loss. How does it become real for you? Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? We've got a friend on the phone here chatting about it. Hi, thanks for calling in. Can you relate to what we're talking about today? Oh, last year I was feeling really sick and tired and people kept asking me if I was okay. And of course I would say yes and I wasn't. It ended up that I had fluid around my heart and lungs mm. and in my my hands, my ankles, my feet. And so I had the edema going on and um, ended up having a form of heart failure. And I was in the hospital for two weeks. Basically, the doctors were telling me, if you don't make some serious changes, you're right. not going to be around much longer. So it so was really, it was a medical God, emergency I, that could have been life or death, right? Yes. Okay. And so after that, it just completely changed everything. What I eat, what I drink, how much sleep I get, how much I exercise. I usually go to the gym every other day if possible. And yes. I'm also doing water aerobics. And I'm not drinking any sugar or anything. I'm just drinking water. And I'll have a green tea once in a while. But other than that, mostly water. How do you feel about your success so far? Because you've had great success. I'm pretty amazed that I've done it. I, you know, I haven't had any surgical help or anything. I've just done it on my own. I know that God's helped me a lot yes. um, with willpower and learning how to cook properly and not eat fast food and not eat sugar and junk food. Did you make some radical changes okay. from where you what you were doing before? Yes. Would say, oh, well, I'm bored, so let's go eat. Or, sure. oh, I'm upset, so let's go eat. And so now I just make sure that I think, okay, am I thirsty? You know, if I had enough to drink, or am I really hungry? And am I hungry enough to eat vegetables? And okay. if I'm not hungry enough to eat vegetables, then I'm not hungry. Right. So I don't eat. I go find something else to do. You know, okay. go for a walk or go on my bike or, you know, go to the gym and go on the elliptical, which I love. Because it feels pretty cool to be able to run, yeah. sort of. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to um, go back to a couple of things you said. Yeah. You, you mentioned the okay. word sleep. What did you have to yes. do sleep-wise? Did you suffer from a sleep apnea? Yes. Um, I found that out when I was in the hospital. I didn't know I had that. And ended up, I had it pretty bad. So yeah. I have a CPAP at night that I wear when I go to sleep. And okay. that has helped extremely well with the amount of sleep I get that I'm actually sleeping and not waking up because I'm stopping breathing. And do you feel better? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I have so much more energy. I don't feel sick anymore. I'm not exhausted anymore. My back and my legs don't hurt the way they were. And I, I try to make sure I get eight to nine hours sleep a wow, night. Wow, good for you. Because it's difficult, and I've worked in sleep research before, it's difficult to lose weight if we have um, poor sleep or sleep apnea because all that works against us. So what you have done, yeah. that's so important. Now, you, you used the word exercise. How did you feel about exercise before? I didn't really 
do anything other than the walking that I needed to do for work because I take care of toddlers. Other than that, I didn't do it. And now I love it. I absolutely love working out and feeling strong and feeling capable of doing things. I love to go swimming. I absolutely adore water aerobics. I can't wait till I can go horseback riding again. I haven't gone horseback riding since I was a teenager. A friend of mine has horses, and she said that I can come ride even now. She says that I've lost so much weight that there would be no problem with me riding a horse. Wow. Um, so, you know, just listening to your um, story is so encouraging. You did this and mm-hmm. are still doing it. It's so funny because every time I go to church, I have... 15, 20 people, oh, how much have you lost now? Oh, you're looking so good, and it's, you know, so encouraging. Cause, good. Or I'd be so self-conscious because you get looks, you know? Right. When you're overweight, people no. look at you and judge you, and they judge what you're eating, and they think right. that you're, you know, well, lazy. You know, and I'm not a lazy person. Right. You, know? you mentioned but, about God and God helping you. Talk to me about that. I think God used the doctors at the hospital to kick me in the hiney. Ooh. Got it. Literally, to look at what you're doing to yourself and you need to you make some serious changes, you know, because I still need you here and I need you to be healthy so you can do the things I have planned for you. Okay. And I, I took it to heart. You, they saved your life and today you're living a life of gratitude. Your story is a story of ongoing victory and that it can be done and we can do it from a, I would say, pretty pretty balanced you knew you had to make changes but it's like you're allowing the time and you're doing this and you're giving god and i you know i don't i don't make excuses yeah. of why i can't exercise or why i can't eat well you know got it when i ask people you know hey do you want to work out with me or do you want to go do water aerobics and they come up with excuses for why they can't i said well you know if you really want to lose weight because you're telling me you want to lose weight then you'll find the time <laughs> yeah good for you we'll make it happen I am so grateful you called. Sam, this was a blessing. It was huge. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And and God bless you. Your ministry is just going to continue to grow. There is hope. And uh, our caller today really outlined it can be done, losing uh, well over 200 and some pounds. That's incredible. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your victory story. We want to talk to you, too, in the future, because you, I, listening to her, I, I think she's a part of the 2% club. She gonna keep is it off. part of it. It's so inspirational. Mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, telling those lies, pointing out your flaws. That isn't who you are. That isn't who you are. It might be hard to hear, but let me tell you, dear, if you could see what I could see, I know you would believe. Final words as as we uh, wrap this one up. 
a lifelong struggle with weight issues and body image and not liking what you see in the mirror can be devastating. It can put us on a road of depression and destructive behaviors. As an eating disorder specialist for over 30 years, I know the heartache that you could be going through. I want you to know about the center, a place of hope. We understand, and I want you to have this number. It's a toll-free number, 888-771-5166. Find out what is possible, 888-771-5166. The center, a place of hope. And I want to just personally say thank you. It's so good to be involved in this program, Life, Love, and Family. There are resources we want you to know about. You can find them at our website, lifeloveandfamily.net. Life, Love, and Family.